There's almost no vegetable we grow that doesn't taste a little better with some of our fresh garlic, so we get excited about garlic planting time each year. Welcome to Longleaf Breeze, subsistence farmers using three simple principles, approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're doing it, and we don't make all misstatements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden. Thanks, Adrian, and welcome to our podcast of October 30th, 2014. I think you'll find this podcast today to be pretty timely, especially if you live in central Alabama, because as you'll hear later, this is the optimum time of the year in which to plant garlic for a later spring harvest. And we were fortunate enough earlier in the week to um, attend a garlic planting demonstration at the uh, Elmore County Extension Office Garden. And the person doing the demonstration, conducting that, was R.J. Arsenault. He's a master gardener with the Central Alabama Master Gardeners whose focus is garlic. Almost all of us master gardeners focus our attention at some point. We learn a, a fairly narrow area better than we understand other things. And that certainly is true of the two of us. But I don't know of anybody who has focused as intently on one subject as RJ has on garlic. He has studied it. He's experienced with it. He's talked to a lot of smart people about garlic. And as a result, we understand that if we ever have a question about garlic in Alabama, there's only one person that we would think to call, and that's RJ. Absolutely. He'd definitely be the go-to guy for me. We were fortunate enough after the uh, garlic planting demonstration to catch up with RJ and have a little time to interview him. So we're going to share that with you right now. So how'd you get started growing garlic, RJ? I was looking for something to to put in the garden for the basic late fall, winter, just to have some greenery out there. And by happen chance, uh, we were going to Texas, I believe, for Christmas. And I was reading some literature while Penny was driving. And I came across an article that talked about garlic. And I said, I think I'm going to try some. And uh, in that garlic, they listed uh, five or six supply houses. And I just ran my finger down the list and it stopped and I said this is a guy I'm going to use so when we got home I sent him a letter this was pre-computer days now and you can tell us who that is who's your that's, favorite that's uh I've used Fillory Farms in uh north central Washington state uh and I've used them for at least over 15 years now and we'll include a link to them on the show notes page yes and I I'm a creature of habit if I'm happy with it, I'm not going to change and they are other supply houses. I am aware of that, and uh, I'm willing to try some. In fact, uh, one of the master gardeners is going to send me an address of somebody she uses and just to, to see, but it's just something I enjoy doing, and it it's easy to maintain, really easy to maintain. Once it's, It requires very little maintenance at all, fairly pest-resistant. Uh, rabbits and deer don't bother it at all, so... You can grow it out in the in an open garden. And I guess the reason we're having this conversation here in late October, early November is this is the time to plant yeah, it. This is the time to plant. For this area, my target date is the week of October 21st, however it is. Uh, 
and within four or five days I'll try to get my garlic in the ground. You will not see uh, sides until probably 14 days later, 15 to 20. Do not get discouraged if you don't see shoots within the first two weeks or so. I've had shoots not show up until almost Christmas time, and that would be about two months away. So, I mean, they're pretty resilient. And then once they get started, you will definitely see late January into February, uh, you'll start to see the greens really pushing up and starting to take, take shape and look like a real plant. Well, RJ, in case someone has missed the window that you mentioned in October of planting, how late is it possible to plant garlic and still get a good crop the next spring? I have planted as late as mid-December uh, this past year. He asked me to try a variety that uh, was he had still some available and was curious to see if he would do in our environment. And it was about a week or 10 days behind the production of the others, but it did well. That's Medici, by the way. So, so some types types of garlic you could plant a little bit later. You can you okay. can you can actually plant uh, if you want to do just spring planting somewhere around mid February for this area because uh, usually they buy what is it uh, Lincoln's birthday or something uh, that's our biggest that's our coldest time frame and then once we pass that you're pretty well home free for this area. Now something you and I would know a great deal about you said that. Growing garlic's a little bit like having a baby. Yes, yes. Once you plant in the late October, do not expect your harvest to be ready until the end of May or early June. And there's some telltale signs that we'll go over when we harvest. What are you looking for when it's ready? And, and for people who are listening to this podcast now, but they want to get a little bit of a, a notion of what they should be looking for, can you tell us what the signs are for the readiness of harvest? The, for the readiness, uh, you want at least 50% dieback on the green stalk. Once you get to 50%, then it's, it's time. And uh, how close are you going to plant them and how deep? And what well, is it you plant? Okay. The, the scheme I use is about three inches deep. You want about two inches of soil on top of the your uh, clove. Uh, a rule of thumb is five inches apart, five inches wide. If you're not constrained by space, you could go six, eight inches. You got to remember, after you plant, if you're going to be doing any type of cultivating, you have to work around the plant. So, the more space you got, I think, the better environment you're going to be in. But I have a. A 16 by 8 square that I usually use, and in that I can generate about 110 plants. And what is it that we are planting this time of year? Are we planting the bulb? We're planting the bulb, the garlic bulb, the clove, the clove, I'm sorry, the clove. You break, you take the bulb and break it apart, and you just plant the clove. And you don't peel it, right? My understanding is that the paper, actually, I call yeah. it paper, kind of help protect yeah. the you do, All you want, yeah. It's not like you're preparing it to be cooked. You just break it apart, put the root end down, the point end up. That's good to know. And um, there is a lot of confusion, I think, over the terminology, because even when I'm cooking, I wonder if it calls for a clove of garlic or a bulb. There's quite a bit of difference. So it's important for planting, yeah. too, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Well, another question for you. You mentioned that the drip irrigation 
makes a difference and, and enhances, I guess, the growing of it. Do you, do you drip it and want to keep it um, regularly watered all the way up until harvest time, or should I cut back? No, at no, at, when you sense that harvest is near, you want, to back, you want to cut off your watering about three weeks in advance because too much water in the summer, especially in this area, as the heat starts to generate, you can pick up mold and stuff. And last year, which would be 2016, 2013, uh, I lost about a third of mine during the drying process because it stayed so wet and couldn't dry out and mold got on the uh, what we were trying to store. Yeah, we had that same problem right. with ours. That was a rough year. Yeah. And another question that a lot of people might be wondering, to, to if they're trying to decide, is it worth it to grow their own garlic? Um, well, first of all, it's like any other vegetable. You need sun, right? <laughs> um, sun. Yeah. Full sun. Full basically. sun. Full sun. If I've never grown garlic, but I'm interested in sort of getting started, what's your tip about how I should approach it for the first time, if I'm growing garlic for the first time? One, select your site. Make sure you get a good six to eight hours of sun a day. Uh, prepare your soil, amend it. It likes a, basically a, a, a loose soil, fairly mild, about a pH of seven. So, I mean, I, I'm not sure that the pH to me is as important as a, a nice, soft, pliable, so that it's not constricted when it's growing. Uh, and start small, please. Start small. <laughs> um, the company I deal with, the guy, uh, he sells a quarter pound, half pound, and full pounds. Uh, I tried the starter packs for the first two years, and to be honest, I was not satisfied what was going on. And I called him, and he said, well, what are you planting? I told him, and the first question he said, well, he said, half of those won't do in your environment. He said, you need to do this. And then he said, uh, the uh, gardening editor from the Mobile Press Register uh, knows a lot about garlic in this area. And he said, contact, I think his name is Bill Finch, maybe. Yeah, I know Bill Finch. Okay. <laughs> and he says, I talked to him. He said, try these. And that's what I did. And then from those, I've sort of slowly expanded the repertoire to... I guess eight or nine now that I try, and I just alternate year by year. So if I'm interested in getting started, you're thinking a starter pack may not be the best would, way to I get would, started. I would, yes, I would not. I would do, do my research, uh, call Central Alabama Master Gardener Helpline. Uh, we have some brochures and a, fl a flyer on what varieties that we tend to do and who to get them from, and then start with a you think a pound of garlic is going to generate around 60 plants. I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot of garlic. And what about someone who wants to try to save their garlic from one season to another? Can you plant garlic that you just yes, grew? Yes, you can. If It's difficult in our environment to save it that long because of humidity and, and uh, it needs a lot of circulation. Uh, it's got to stay dry. And what will tend to happen in our area is come August, September, they start getting a little brown spots and powdery and uh, that. So what 
Penny and I have now started doing is once we detect that it's starting to, to do that, we just break apart what we got left and uh, freeze the cloves until we're ready to use them. That's a good tip too because we've had the same problem with all, all the humidity and the ter deterioration mm -hmm. of the, of the mm -hmm. garlic for future, uh, our, at least for our cooking use. So if I pull out a garlic and I'm thinking about planting it, if I separate the cloves out and it doesn't have brown spots, if it looks pretty healthy, you'd say I have a good shot of mm -hmm. growing a plant from that? Mm -hmm. Good, Good I'm cheap. Know. I want to do that if I can. <laughs> R.J. Arsenault, thanks for joining us today. You're welcome. Take care. Here, you bet. Look forward to seeing you at harvest time. R.J. didn't mention the difference between the two main categories of garlic you can grow in Alabama, soft neck and hard neck. I wonder if you could take a moment and sort of help us understand how they differ from each other and what some of the advantages and disadvantages are. Well, you're right that in terms of the 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 true type of garlic. There is elephant garlic, that's a little different category, but the true garlics <clears throat> fall into the categories of soft neck versus hard neck. RJ plants hard neck garlic. He, as you can tell from having heard the interview, he's quite the expert and has done a lot of research on his own, as well as consulting with uh, the people at Fillory Farms and other places to determine exactly what type of garlic works best in our area. Um, and you heard about that from him. He prefers hardneck for a number of reasons, um, aside from just the fact that it does better in this area. One being, um, and I've learned this from reading as well, that you get a lot of flavor from those hardneck garlics. They're pretty. They actually put out scapes at the top that um, can be decorative and attractive. Um, and so I think if you're planting garlic out in your yard and you want it to look nice, I would definitely recommend hardneck. And in this area, um, again, you'd want to do the same kind of research that RJ did to make sure you're getting the appropriate type of hardneck. We actually, I found a, an article uh, through Clemson University's extension um, office and, or their, I guess their extension service. And um, I, we've got a, we're going to have a We'll have a link to that link, on the show notes page. Right, and they actually break down exactly which types of hardnecks do best in, in uh, the South Carolina area, which is pretty similar to what we have going on in Alabama. Um, now, let's talk. Oh, one other thing I think is really important about hardneck garlic. It's easier to peel. I really have a hard time um, peeling them, and I, I'm sure it helps that many times those bulbs are bigger than, they, than softneck garlic bulbs, but... I don't like to stand and peel garlic when I'm anxious to put the, cut it up and put it in my food and eat. So I'm, I'm a big fan of hardneck for that reason. Um, but I've had experience in the past planting softneck garlic. And one of the advantages, and actually I've started doing this before I ever knew RJ. I was sort of going out on a limb. And, and really what brought me to it was a friend who lives over in Georgia who had a, a sister-in-law and brother-in-law who started a garlic farm. And I thought, well, I guess if they can plant that over in Georgia, I could do a little bit of garlic here. And sure enough, I did. It grows but, well here. And, and what I found through my research is that many types of softneck garlic can be uh, can last longer than any other type of garlic in terms of storage. Under, <laughs> this is an important proviso, under uh, optimum storage conditions. And you have segued us nicely into the next well, thing we can talk about. But I didn't finish about. saying what I wanted to about softness. Okay, go ahead. The other thing is it's not as pretty growing. You know, when it gets up, you don't have any scapes that people find decorative. It just sort of is there until it 
turns brown and you, it's time to pull it up. But it got its name soft neck from the fact it does have these long soft necks and for an artistic person which i'm not but if you can people those are the garlics that you'll see beautifully braided and actually i braid mine just long enough to hang them and cure them for the necessary three weeks um in which time they should be cured you'll find from the clemson article in a um in a warm dry environment later you'll store them in a cool dry environment but for that time of curing when I don't really care what the braids look like, the braids come in handy. Um, so that's another thing about soft neck. Um, and it comes in a variety, a number of varieties too, that, that people can enjoy. But what I did, RJ made a believer of me. And so this year I'm planting over a third of my garlic as hard neck. And people plant many varieties of garlic. You can, and, and if you go to someplace like, um, fillery, um, or there, and that's not the only one. There are lots of these uh, houses that do a great job selling garlic to folks like us. You'll see so many cultivars that you can try, and it's cool to give them a try and see how they differ in terms of the way they perform for you, how they grow, and how they taste, because some of them can be quite uh, pungent. That's right. In fact, and, and others are much milder. So. And and normally. I thought I wanted a mild garlic. If I were just eating it by itself, I would. But when it's time to cut some up and put it into a stew, I'd rather... You want it to have some some bang for your garlic buck. Yes, that's right. As a matter of fact, two other master gardeners and I are going in together and splitting an order of some... Um, what we're calling hot and spicy garlics to see, first of all, will it grow here? And secondly, do we like it? Um, so, you know, I'm all, everybody who's ever listened to me on a podcast knows I'm all into experimentation. So we're trying something new this year and I'll be able to let you know next year. And when you do experiment that, that cardinal rule about home gardening takes effect, which is label, 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 make sure that you have it well marked. So you know which cultivar this is. You may not be able to tell from looking at it when you harvest it so you really need to have it labeled so you know what you're pulling yes for some of them the color they'll have a, like a red and or purplish stripes and and sometimes it's obvious but i would not trust it to that at all um, and what happened to me last year of course uh, we talked about this on previous podcasts because we redid the raised beds i actually had to replant my garlic and it all got mixed in together so my labeling plan went out the window i do not recommend replanting your garlic pulling it and replanting it but if you have to it's hey, nice to know you can absolutely and we had some great garlic we just didn't know which type it was uh, let's talk briefly we don't need to get too bogged down on this but about the struggle we've had with preserving it um Growing garlic has actually been quite satisfying and easy for us in general. The difficulty has come with making it last through the winter. And as you'll hear from RJ, we normally harvest garlic here in central Alabama in late May, early June, something like that. Well, that's the heart of the hot, humid summertime. So it's very easy for that garlic to become rotten um, with the moisture. Um, And just a little parenthetical, we were having some fun yesterday with some friends of ours talking about rainfall. We had a terrible, terrible drought in 2007 in Alabama. 
it was so dry that we were almost as dry as Seattle. We have so much more moisture here in Alabama than is present in almost any other state. Um, and in particular in Seattle, where they do grow, you know, Washington and Oregon, they do grow a lot of garlic up there. They have dry summers, and we have moist, humid summers. Moist and hot. The things that garlic, garlic does not like the heat. Garlic, you know, in terms of once it's harvested, of course, does not like to be moist. And um, now, as I said, when you're curing it, warm, dry air, well circulating around the, the bulb is good. But once you're storing it, you want cool, dry air. Well, I've let's say I harvested it in late May, early June. Then I get to look forward to the rest of June, all of July, all of August, into September. Nice, warm, wet air. <laughs> <laughs> so it is a struggle. And, and um, I had a trick for freezing it, mixing it in with, you know, stewing it with tomatoes and freezing that. But... Um, Penny Arsenault. calls that crack. Yeah, she says, yeah. She's, because it is, it tastes it, so it's, it's addictive, good. yeah. But Penny Arsenault told me that they simply peel their garlic and f- put it in a Ziploc, I guess, and freeze it. And and the, then you can take it out, chop it up, use it in your stew or whatever. So I think we may try that. Okay. Well, we certainly can try it with some. I hope we won't stop making crack completely because <laughs> the crack really is tasty. Although, well, my, my cherry tomatoes... Um, are gone for the season, so that was one of the reasons we were doing that. Um, you have to be careful when canning with garlic, and we can certainly talk about that more later. Um, it's it's not something I would say. Oh, just you know, can it like with a uh, because it's not sufficiently acidic. Something to that. Again, we're getting into a subject area I'm not really an expert on, except to say be careful, and that's why that's probably okay. not going to be my optimum preservation method. It would be either freezing. Or one thing that they talk about on the Clemson site is um, if you you can either, um, I, I don't know how you do it this out, braiding it, but if there's a way to kind of string it together, again, it's the optimum idea is to keep the air circulation going around that garlic. Um, or putting it in mesh bags, and I guess you could hang it like onion bags you, or something. You know, you can pack so much wallop into a tiny little Ziploc bag. I would be tempted to just go ahead and freeze it and be done with it and not worry about those Me other too. methods. So, <laughs> Well, uh, you are just brimming with advice to other people about what they should do with their garlic. What are you planning to do with your garlic, Farmer-in-Chief? Well, it's time to wrap this podcast up so that I can go outside and plant my garlic today. I'm excited about it, um, and I'll be looking for those shoots within a couple of weeks or a couple of months depending on the type as rj told us you know i'm going to be patient and wait for the shoots to come up and then just sit back and enjoy the holidays and winter time knowing that in next spring i'll have a beautiful crop of garlic thank you for being with us this week we hope you enjoyed it and we will look forward to seeing you next time and by the way happy halloween you've been listening to longleaf breeze with lee and amanda borden You can call the farm at 334-625-8682. Send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Our address is P.O. Box 780-446, Tallahassee, Alabama, 36078. Visit us at longleafbreeze.com to learn more about the farm, to browse our archive, and to look over our planting database. You can also read the daily farm log and check in with Lee and Amanda. That's longleafbreeze.com.